Our next guests are the co-hosts of the very popular radio program entitled The Big Show. The Big Show. This is The Big Show. They call me Hollywood. Here come The Big Show. Big Show. Big show. Ladies and gentlemen, The Big Show. It's a Big Show. Is everybody ready? Today is Tuesday, right? Take extra care to follow the instructions or you'll be put to sleep. And don't forget Taco Tuesdays. Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It is The Big Show on a Tuesday. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Jake coming at you. Live from our Carrier Zone studios here at Vivint Arena, Austin Horton across the glass from me, and safely social distancing from Casa de Monson, the one, the only, Gordon Monson. Gordon, hello. Hello, Jake. How are you? Hope you had a good weekend. Man, I had a great weekend. How about yourself? Yeah, yeah very good. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, yeah, I had a good time hanging out with family, and uh, yeah, it was good watching a lot of football. I, Gordon, if I if I do say, because I've been telling everybody about this who will listen, because I, you know, I get now the the proud dad moment. I guess I've gotten it for a little while, but like, I, I had one of those proud dad moments over the weekend. Uh, let's see. It had to do with some sort of activity. It had to do. I don't know. Was it sports related? Uh, not just first, but second. Ski day. Okay. Yeah, that's fun. And she took to it like a duck to water. And I was so I was so excited about it uh, over the weekend. And it went so well. In fact, on Sunday morning, uh, we kind of did a half day because we wanted her to have a good experience uh, that uh, I went back yesterday. We went back and we had another day yesterday. And uh, yeah, I'm just I'm super excited about it. Well, she's going to end up being better than you, and that's uh, and that's okay. That's yeah, kind of cool. I hope yeah. so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it was uh, one of those weekends. Feeling good about it. She did great. Uh, we we <laughs> did like I underestimated how much she would embrace it because I thought you know that first day I was like okay she'll just ski between my legs or something you know and we'll just kind of put our toe in the water but it, it became quite apparent quite quickly that that other uh solutions were in need so i did break down I, I i don't know why but i promised myself i wouldn't do this but we went to the the ski shop and and we bought one of those harnesses and uh she uh so, so what does that expand is that how that works yeah it, it, she's on a leash i mean oh. <laughs> that's that's what it is she's she's on a leash but she hasn't quite mastered stopping yet yeah. not not hasn't mastered it yet but it's certainly beyond just uh, uh you know me holding her hand the whole way so i broke down i was like okay let's try it and and it went really well but, well, I have, but I have my daughter on a leash, which I'm still, I don't know how comfortable I am with that. But it seems like a good way to, to show her how to do it. Well, you, you have to for safety's sake in a situation like that. And, I mean, maybe right? this is, I mean, and maybe this is just me justifying it, but I feel like there's a difference between this and, and the leash at Disneyland. So maybe, <laughs> I haven't, maybe I haven't 100%, you know, crossed that bridge. That's how I'm justifying it in my mind. Okay, so that begs the question then. How long was the leash? Oh, it got pretty long there by by yesterday. I mean, we're talking probably, I don't know, seven, eight feet. Not long enough so that a skier could come flying between you and trip over the leash. Oh, no, not like the kite, or at least I hope not. (laughs) At least I hope not. Uh, okay. But yeah, it was it was super fun. We had a great we had a great time, man. Well, I'm glad to hear it. You know. How was the snow, by the way? I mean, it's uh, so it it's didn't, been a little. Uh, it's been a little thin. Okay, so it 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 didn't matter first of all because you know I'm just shredding the bunny hill with a kid <laughs> on a leash. Uh, but <laughs> Sunday, uh, not good. But it snowed quite a bit while we were up there yesterday. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I I think it's a little bit softer. Uh, 
Jake, you know, Utah is known for its fantastic snow. And as I said, it hasn't snowed that much around here. But there is nothing quite like having a light snow when you're up on a mountain somewhere around here, right? Because if the snow is really good, uh, there's just something about it. I was at Alto once many, many years ago, and it was lightly snowing, and it was the best ski day I could ever remember. Yep. Pretty amazing conditions around here uh, when yeah. they're right. Uh, I, oh, I, I almost forgot about this story. This, this is perfectly appropriate, to, or I need to tell Gordon. So it did snow lightly at our house last night. I know Austin uh-huh. got uh, more, uh, you know, winter hail hurricane scenarios going on in Layton. Shout out to the good folks in Davis and Weber County who apparently were, you're going to get blown away in, on like a bi-monthly basis now. So batting down the hatches for that. But we did get a little snow. And uh, my daughter, this was like right before dinner. My daughter made us go outside and shovel it. That's how enthusiastic she is about shoveling the driveway. And you criticize me for, you know, preparing her, grooming her, if, if you will, for manual labor. And I'll tell you what, she, if she's having fun, it's not manual labor, buddy. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm with you all the way. I understand completely. You make fun of me because I say she's going to have a job when she's 12, but, you know. She's going to have a job when she's 12. <laughs> okay. Whatever you say. It's easy to talk now. I know. I've discovered that a lot recently, mm-hmm. too. But, uh, yeah, that's that's happening. Rent by 16. <laughs> <laughs> Off your insurance by 17. That, oh, God. That is Never on happening. my insurance. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> Here's what Sheesh. you get. Bus pass. If your grades are kept up, because it's through the school district, it's not. I can't wait. I can't wait to see the day. I can't wait to see the day that you guys' kids turn sixteen, and I want to see what kind of condition you're in by then. Because something tells me all these uh, declarative statements are probably going to melt away. We'll see, but I feel like I've got I've got some resolve here. Just let she's us, already let us foolishly dream. Gordon. She's three. Uh, okay. She's shoveling the driveway. I mean, not well, but she's three. Yeah, it's because it's fun right now. Wait and, till it's not fun. And you know who uh, had an icy driveway this morning? All of my neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> you know whose driveway was perfectly clear? Mine. Yeah. Okay. All right. I got to like give said, my my wife credit too because she did she did help there, obviously. So you're training not just your three-year-old, but your wife, too? Hey, 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 I I was cooking. All right. I, I prepared wow. uh, some some really uh, below-average mahi-mahi last night. I don't care what you're doing. I think any husband that uh, has his wife out at work in the yard outside, you know, at, at, while he's flitting around inside, there's something wrong. Uh, I hear you, but she was fine going out there. She was she was embracing the enthusiasm of the toddler. As long as you're you're not inside writing a column, right, Gordon? <laughs> yeah, good point. Good point. That you wrote already, according to what you told Jake. Rewriting a column, yeah. Well, I had to I had to go back and check Some, a few things. You know, Fact finishing check. touches, uh-huh. and, you know, a nap. Flitting about is what I call it. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm glad you had fun with your daughter. Yeah. Over the yeah. weekend, I know Austin has had a lot of fun with his little one quite a bit, uh, taking care of her at times as the wife is working and whatnot. And you guys are, you know, I'm proud of you. Well, and Austin uh, went through a, a windstorm without uh, having the, the Wizard of Oz happen, so that's nice. You know, a- everything you is, is standing and intact. Yeah, you weren't Knock whisk, on wood. whisked off to Oz to follow yeah. the yellow brick road. Yeah, you, everybody all right? Yeah, yeah, we're fine. Uh, we got a new uh, yard sign. Uh, I, I'm claiming it. It's ours. It oh, was yeah. on my porch this morning. Okay. So. Oh, good. <laughs> it says home sweet home. It's cute. It's, a little buffalo plaid. It's, it's, darling. It's, it's wonderful. It's really Do you have nice. any idea whose it was? Originally? No, I actually hung it out on the park strip tree, and whoever comes and gets it, they can it, have it. It's all yours. Yeah, I did this... Am I, I got some ski passes from my neighbor over the weekend. Oh, nice. Problem is I snowboard. And the place I the, the passes oh, gotcha. are Alta passes up. Uh, Deer Valley. Oh, Deer Valley. Too. So my brother is hooked up. Oh real nice. <laughs> man, you know their day all day passes are like a hundred and ninety dollars or That's, something. I've got a insane? great neighbor. He's wonderful. Wow, great neighbor. But uh, 
yeah, the, the elitists up there that don't allow ragamuffin snowboarders like myself. Okay, so so quick tip for you. Have your brother go by the gift shop at DV. You can pick up the the chili uh, like recipe or whatever. All you, all the ingredients are in one place, and you bring it home and cook it at home. Really? Cause the, like a to-go bag yeah, or whatever? Yeah, yeah, and bring it home and cook it at home. Because the Deer Valley Chili, Gordon, we don't have to tell you this. I've is, never had is it. Is the greatest chili Is ever. it that good, it's Gordon? It's insane. My memory is uh, of everything I ate up there was was really nice. A friend, uh, a friend of our family used to be the uh, food and beverage director up uh, up there, and uh, we enjoyed uh, taking advantage of that from time to time. Well, that job wouldn't suck, not one bit. You know, DV is is different from other resorts that will will leave un- unnamed, where they know they've got you trapped when it comes to a food standpoint. So you're paying for like. Something you get in a cafeteria at a junior high school, but you're paying thirty-two dollars <laughs> for the pleasure. It's like an airport. Yeah, it's. I mean, they they've they've got you where they want you, and so get out your wallet. But DV will still do that to you. Maybe even a little more so. But at least it's like you you order chili fries and you go, these better be the best Nern chili fries that forty-eight dollars <laughs> could ever buy. <laughs> and then you take one bite of it and you go. You're lucky, Deer Valley. <laughs> you're lucky. They don't just taste better because you want them to taste better because of how maybe, much you're spending? Maybe. Maybe it's psychological. Because you're right. It's mostly, it's usually the, the 7-Eleven uh, uh, level of care <laughs> and, and uh, detail. The, it's a nacho cheese machine made in 1972 <laughs> that's never been cleaned. Right. It's frozen fries at that just are barely cooked in the microwave even. And then yeah, they just drizzle that on there and go, that'll be thirty nine eighty. In normal times, it. there's always a line that wraps around the lodge three times. And and you're the one standing outside, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, although that machine from uh, 1972 or whatever you said, you know, it it adds flavor. That's that's what, that, you know. Whether you like flavor. it or not, yeah. <laughs> and, and the other thing I about— I don't remember adding jalapenos to this. Oh. The other thing about Deer Valley— it, if you're going to charge that much for, for a day pass, you better be picking me up at my car with my gear and taking me to the door. And once again, it's like, oh, you're lucky, Deer Valley, because you do that. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I'm glad that G- Gordon Jake showed me the videos of Sadie uh, skiing. It looked mm-hmm. like a, a fun time. It looked, yeah, it it looked great. She was killing uh-huh. it. Yeah. Well, I'm glad. I'm happy for you. It's good. Uh, Gordon, you had, a, you had a lot more fun than Austin did making his picks over the weekend. Hey, you and I had the same record. Yeah, Bub. yeah so did I. We were all two and two. Tim was three and one, right? Yeah. The update is Tim six three and one, so he wins. He wins for sure. Jake four five and one, and Gordon and I are gonna fight it out to the death at three six and one. So, see, here's the thing. I, I'm hoping to just hold on because. I, I'm, it's not like I'm killing this thing. I'm only a, like a game up on you guys, but there are like only three games left. Should we like triple the value of each game? No. Why would we do yeah, that? Because just to make it more interesting. No. I. What did we decide on a tie? Did we say we both for sure? No, I thought it was something. It's not like neither. A it's knife both. fight. Oh, okay. A knife fight. <laughs> no. No, that's not it. Last man standing records the audio. Or I guess that's how it would have to work. Anyway. If nobody would be left. Uh, it's been fun. It hasn't. No, it hasn't. In fact, uh, picking football games all year long hasn't been fun. Not fun in the slightest. Hopefully the listeners are having fun. And by the way, Gordon, with that uh, that woe is me text you sent on Sunday morning, you didn't deserve to go 2-0. What do you mean? I, I I mean after what happened the day before when I just absolutely skidded. You went zero and two, yeah. And Gordon sends out a text where I I genuinely I was like, oh, I'm sorry, Gordon. I don't I don't mean. He's, you're like I'm the worst ever at this. And That's then you go two and zero. You go That's two and zero. Well, I don't have it right here in front of me. It wasn't quite. You that said, pathetic. "Yep, off to another wonderful start this weekend." Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you were. Oh, and two. <laughs> I did rally. I sent a similar text over the weekend. I know. Well, it, it, it's tough. It's it's tough uh, out there picking still, NFL games. You guys still uh, dogging Tom? No, Tom had a nice weekend. Good for him. Again, I don't cheer against Tom Brady <laughs> because I have anything against him personally. I, I'm really cheering against you. 
<laughs> is that what it is? <laughs> That's what it is. The funny thing about it is I've never really been that big of a Tom Brady fan, but you guys pushed me in that direction because you were always ripping it. You don't hide it well. And, you advocate for cheating. You know. do. You totally compromise your own morals uh, for your love of Tom. That's why it so surprises me. So is what you're saying essentially, you can't, you can't appreciate uh, a man who's about to go to his 25th Super Bowl if he wins this week? If he wins this week, yeah. He's got to go to Green Bay. It's not exactly a, a pushover. No, it's not. That's, for, that's I get it. But yeah, I'm rooting uh, against him uh, for a lot of reasons. I don't root for anybody who goes to Michigan. Don't ask me why, but I've been rooting against Mich- Michigan since I was a kid. All right, all right. I thought there was something else going on. Uh, no, I, I, and I just you know root for his what, overall failure. What's so what is, What's so hard to grasp about that? What's the cause of your hatred for Tom Brady, Austin? Uh, where should I begin? How about uh, his smug look, the way he g- g- wears his hair, the the UGG boots that he hawks, the Tiso watches, the moat around his home, the unabashed uh, absence of humility, the cheating oh, on multiple what? levels in multiple different ways, and saying I had nothing to do with it. that was Petey the ball boy. How about how about how condescending he is? Like I feel like he diet shames me every time I hear about his TV, yep, that, whatever. Yep, yeah. Yep. Yep. Man, you guys are really uh, should seek help. Wow, that went from from zero to hundred. Uh, Austin just listed everything that's on the jealousy chart. I mean, the man is really successful. It really started with that uh, that time when he was slapping Drew Bledsoe's uh, uh, shoulder pads and going, "We did it! We did it!" And Drew Bledsoe, you could see on his face, was like, "Get away from me right now, you career wrecker." <laughs> it's a competitive environment. What's the matter with that? He was rubbing it in. He was rubbing it in. I forgot that he had gotten his job from an injury. Yeah. Yeah. Another thing I'm not wild about. You guys ever heard of Wally Pip before? I mean, yeah, did, it, did he have a moat around his home? Did he sell Uggs? Did he sell Tissot watches? Was he completely out of touch with what the working man and woman has to do to every day to have success and, and meet the bills? I think just because somebody is successful, there's no reason to despise them. But if they're out of touch with what actual reality how is. Do you, how do you know he's out of he touch? He built a Come moat on. around his That's house. So, so what? <laughs> Who is he, the Duke of York? <laughs> Chill out, Tom. Doesn't, uh, doesn't David James have a moat? Uh, I think it's just natural that it curls around. Was it? I, I thought, doesn't PK <laughs> talk about DJ's moat quite a bit? It was mostly for the drawbridge is what he wanted. Uh, <laughs> the drawbridge is... <laughs> But, oh, but yeah, our football picks, skiing, this shows off to uh, to a good start. Um, we'll get to the Jazz coming up, who are playing well. You know what? There's a lot of teams around here playing well. You also wrote about one that's not playing so well over the weekend. Yes, I did. Yeah. Go Utes! Not exactly. That basketball program has been mediocre for a handful of years, or at least three or four years now. And... Uh, yeah, that's what I wrote about. So we can talk about that if you want. Uh, okay, uh, Gordon. Well, let's do this. Uh, we'll we'll get to the Jazz at two thirty. We'll we'll start with the split story of the day. There a lot to get to, obviously uh, today. Mannix. Uh, let's see here. Oh, now I have to go. Sorry, I thought I had my text up. Mannix is going to join us at three. Coach Chiesa at four. Our friend Craig Bullerjack joins the show at 4.30. So there's the lineup today. Uh, but, Gordon, I know you wanted to uh, to start things off. You wanted to talk about uh, the passing of Coach Ingles, uh, which happened earlier today. Yeah, Tony Ingle, uh, who uh, <laughs> I had a chance to, uh, to sit down and visit with him way back in the day, some 20, 22 years ago after he'd been let go by BYU. And, you know, some of the things, that guy was a quote machine, you know? He was just a freaking quote machine. Can I read you some of these quotes? Yes. Yeah, yeah. All right. Those are some of the things he said. Let me just, and this is, this may be out of context, but he said, Roger shot the horse. I had to drag it across the finish line. (laughs) Remember when he took over for for, uh, Roger Reed? And uh, and then he didn't get the job after that. 
He said, coaching at BYU is a natural form of birth control because my wife and I couldn't mess around at night. We were always too tired. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Nobody wants to be E.J. Smith, captain of the Titanic. Uh, Let's see. What else did he say here? Uh, I loved them. He's speaking of BYU. I loved them more than they loved me. That's what I want on my tombstone. I loved you more than you loved me. I told you I was sick. <laughs> they they weren't out to get me. They were trying to do the best thing. But doing your best and doing what is right are two different things. Let's see. A wise man once said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. For me, it's the same thing. Another wise man once said, wrong thinking creates vices, right thinking creates virtues. Let's see, what else did he say here? Um, He said, I say I did the best I could under the circumstances at BYU. I feel like I saved everyone else, but killed me. That's just a little flavor of, uh, he said, um, I I hope he wouldn't mind me reading these, I don't think. Uh, He said, uh, the highlight of my day now is having a bowel movement. Uh, (laughs) Vincent Van Gogh said, if someone tells you that you can't paint worth a darn, stick your paintbrush in the paint and keep painting until you prove otherwise. Well, he said something like that. Uh, Everyone has a fragile self-esteem, but when you're born from a with a face deformity you grow up in humble surroundings you get whipped by your daddy and the only thing you have in your life as a youngster is basketball then yeah you miss it i know a lot of people like me because as soon as i walk into the room they know they're not the ugliest one there i know i was ugly and poor basketball was my self-esteem as a player and coach it was a place i could go to build relationships uh, dream, uh, learn principles and dream my dreams. Deep down, I know I have nothing it takes to be. You know, he said, deep down, I know I have everything it takes to be a Division One coach. And let's see. Uh, really, it's what's in the heart and soul of a person. I can coach at any level, Division One, NBA. I don't care. You're coaching people, and I know people. I have the ability to inspire, to pull everyone together. I've done it. I can do it. Nobody's going to force me to think different. He said, BYU may have taken my job. They may have ripped out my heart, but they did not take my dream. Life is short, serious, and frail. Learn from it, laugh at it, and live it well. That's what I say. Cool, Gordon. I'm glad you... you those are great. I'm glad you took a moment to uh, to relay those. That's awesome. Yeah, he was uh, quite a character, and you know he stepped into BYU's situation when uh, when when Roger Reed had uh, a very difficult year, and uh, he did the best he could with what he had, and he wanted so badly to coach at BYU as the head guy, but he he didn't get that opportunity thereafter, and he was he was angry about it. He was upset about it, but he went on to other coaching positions, and uh, he, he's just one of those guys that in the media, you know, we meet a lot of coaches, a lot of players, a lot of athletes, a lot of individuals from different walks of life. But he was a very colorful man who, uh, who I think, like a lot of funny people, and he was funny, and he, 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 like I said, he had terrific quotes, but like a lot of funny people, he had a very serious side to him that took life seriously. And you could tell from that last quote I read that he, he had a lot of things in perspective. So uh, rest in peace, Coach. All right, Gordon, we'll get into uh, the topic of the day. The Jazz have won five consecutive games. Uh, I'm glad we took a moment, though. Thank you for, for talking about that. That, uh, that was great. All right, we'll have more coming up next. Stay tuned, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is DJ and PK. 
We're joined now by Will Guillory, New Orleans Pelicans writer for The Athletic. Are you surprised to see the Jazz third in the West? Absolutely not. I think this is a team that they know exactly who they are. They're the, kind of the polar opposite of what the Pelicans are. They know exactly who they are, how they're going to attack teams, what it takes to win games. The Jazz are constantly underrated in what they can do, and then they come out and prove people wrong every single season. And they're kind of the epitome of what the Pelicans hope to be one day, just a beacon of consistency and a group that knows exactly how they're going to win games every night. And I think it's extremely fun to watch this team go to work, you know, once they're really locked in. Catch DJ and PK mornings from 6 till 10 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. All right, let's get out to The Zone phone. Joining us now from Wasatch Medical Clinic, he's our good friend, Andrew Reinhardt. Andrew, what's happening, man? How are you? I am doing well. How are you doing, Jake? Hey, I am terrific, feeling good, and excited. Uh, today, we're going to help out some of our listeners in the bedroom. Yes, we certainly are. I'll tell you, I am yet to meet a man that likes or enjoys taking the pill for erectile dysfunction. It doesn't exist. He's dealing with the headaches or he's not getting a good result. Wasatch Medical Clinic, we're kind of changing the game, we like to say. We're using acoustic wave therapy. In fact, we have two now of the most advanced versions of acoustic wave therapy that open up and regrow blood vessels. It goes to the root cause problem of erectile dysfunction instead of just, you know, treating those symptoms. We've seen a lot of guys, thousands, get back to normal function in the bedroom, get the blood flowing properly. The spontaneity has got to be a big deal to a lot of people, I'm guessing. Yeah, we're always talking about the headaches and the blurred vision with the pill, but that's a big one we don't talk about a lot, just the on-demand function where when the timing's right in the bedroom, you want things to work. And I don't know of another method that can do that other than the acoustic wave therapy that we use. 801-901-8000 is the number to call to get on the schedule. And you always come through big time for our listeners. Yeah, we really do. We believe in delivering a lot of value, whether you do the treatments or not, frankly. So if you're struggling with ED, if you're frustrated in the bedroom, give us a call now. We're going to do the assessment, the exam, even blood flow ultrasound with our medical doctor totally free. Uh, We're doing the special gift that guys love. It produces instant results in the bedroom. And we're also giving new patients free testosterone, even the blood work. So we got everything covered. Give us a call now and it's all free of charge. 801-901-8000. 801-901-8000. Wasatch Medical Clinic. Thanks, Andrew. Thanks, Jake. That's our friend Andrew Reinhardt. We'll have more Big Show coming up next. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. on to the big show presented by big o tires stop by your locally owned big o tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires big o tires the team you trust this is 97.5 1280 the zone and the zone sports network big show gordon monson jake scott 97.5 and 1280 the zone it's a total request tuesday uh, Austin's topic for today, I like it. What are your go-to skiing slash snowboarding or general recreating outside uh, songs and bands? And uh, is this... Uh, this is mine. Yellow card. I always start with yellow card. All right. Yeah. All right. I can, always, see why, I, I can see why you like it. Uh, Austin and I were talking during the break, Gordon, about how our go-to ski type vibe is, is a little different. Yeah. What's yours? Well, well, we'll talk about it when we get to it. But It's I, much different from Yellow Card. I, I get why, but Austin wants something a little more aggressive. Austin's going to the park and needs he needs juice. You know what I mean? Like, I, I get that. I need something to hit the rails and get my uh, my confidence up that I can still do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trick yourself well, uh, into doing something dumb. Yeah, exactly. I got it. Right. Since, since you're going to save that uh, for you, uh, let me go ahead and tell you mine now. Okay. Is that all right? Jimmy Buffett. Okay, Shocker. I'm a I'm a bit I'm a bit surprised just because you know skiing in the mountains is not exactly the the buffet vibe, you know like I a know. like a pool it's, it's, a pool party I, I got no, you but. no 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 the first time I heard, I really appreciated Jimmy Buffett I was uh, I think I was in Park City and there were a bunch of people uh, standing around uh, playing hack doing the hacky sack thing and a Buffett song came on and everybody started cheering. 
And from that point on, I thought, you know, it's not the beach, but it's but it's kind of a, a similar vibe, as you said, to use the word that you used. Was this uh, the, uh, in, during the summer? No, it was in the middle of ski season. They were kicking the hacky sack around with ski yeah, boots? It was, uh, it was probably about 40, 40 degrees outside and sunny. So it's probably later in the season. Okay. Oh, still, I, yeah. I, I guess I get the irony of it. Yeah, you're you're up in the mountains and cheering about the beach, I guess. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, not just about the beach, but just about the vibe. Come on. All right. Anyway, that's what I thought of. Makes you a little warmer out there in the cold listening to beach songs. <laughs> Having a margarita at the lodge. Yeah, but I don't, Buffett I don't is know more, if that really Buffett, fits it. Buffett is more than just the beach. He's uh, It's kind of a lifestyle thing. It's kind of a party. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Besides, you can get a wicked sun uh, burn or, sun, you know, suntan, whatever. Uh, skiing up in the mountains on those uh, in a spring skiing, man. Did that, you just say a wicked suntan? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, snow bro. You I know, got, I got really, I got really burned one time by I didn't put uh, apply enough uh, sunscreen on my face, and uh, yeah, it was. Uh, it happens. Severe. Yeah, it mm-hmm. happens. You know what I love about your your story, the the Buffett story, though, Gordon, is of course like my, you know, I'm thinking you what you're listening while the, to while you're skiing. And that's a fairly recent innovation. I don't know, you know, putting uh, headphones and helmets and that sort of thing. I don't, I don't know uh, when was the last time you were skiing. It's interesting that you went right to the lodge, like partying it up at the lodge. That's the it was the lodge. It was the plaza area. Yeah, I got gotcha. Everybody, everybody was gathered having a good time. About the party. I, I see. But but that's interesting that that's you heard it on an outdoor uh, community speaker. Yeah, yeah. That's, and I'm yeah. thinking more. What am I choosing on my, in my MP3 headphones, player? In and, my right, helmet. Yeah, right, right. right. I, yeah, I MP3 it. player. Look Our, how old I am. No, I like it. Our minds just went to different places. <laughs> okay. Yeah, the yeah, phones. Right. The phones seem to to do the trick these days. Although maybe I'll just plug in my old uh, my my old iPod Mini just for fun. I'd like to see someone bungee cord a boombox onto their shoulders going down the hill. Now that's got a spring skiing vibe to it right there. <laughs> you can see some some in bozo jeans. in jeans in the slush with a <laughs> with a, a boombox rolling down. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I uh I fell deeply in love with my wife on a ski slope. I thought it was a parking lot. No, that's where I proposed. Whoa! <laughs> you didn't know that story? Yeah, Gordon proposed in a parking lot. No, I know that story, okay. but falling in love in a parking lot is a different story. <laughs> Good point, Austin. <laughs> Careful what you're saying there. It was a anyway. church parking lot. Anything she in particular was, she, that caused you oh. to fall in love that particular day? She just looks so good. Oh man, I just I just went head over heels, quite literally, <laughs> figuratively, <laughs> that day. Yeah, I had a bad uh, I had a bad crash that day too. I remember uh, uh, we were with friends, and friends were picking up items that I had sprinkled all over the hill. Uh, uh, you know, going too fast. But anyway, uh, yeah, my wife is uh, she is something to see on a ski slope. All right. Uh, At least, you know, we all think that about our wives, right? I mean, it's like, but uh, she was she was uh, quite the sight in my eyes. I'm with you. My wife can wear a parka. She can do that. <laughs> Looks great in a puffy coat. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, all right. Let's let's talk about the Jazz, shall we? As uh, they have won five consecutive games and did beat Denver. And I'll, mm-hmm. I'll remind everybody in Denver, although I think more and more that home court means nada during this particular period of NBA basketball. But uh, got to win on the road. A um, couple of things in my mind, Gordon, and, and I know we haven't talked really since the Atlanta game. So if you have any feelings about uh, the Hawks and how wrong we, and I'll say we, <laughs> not just you, but we were yes. about Trey Young, uh, we, mm-hmm. we can chat about that. But I, I thought against Denver, honestly, I think the Jazz, and Rudy said this after the game, the Jazz are better this year than they were last year. And I, I think that is, is true and will prove out that way. And I think Denver has taken a step back losing those uh, three players in, in Plumlee, Jeremy Grant, and uh, 
Oh, the uh, Tory Craig, their kind of defensive guy. So I, I don't think they're as good as they were last year, and I do. I, I think the Jazz are better than they were last year. Well, I agree with that last part. I'm not sure about the Nuggets yet. I know they've gotten off to a slow start, and I certainly would have expected them to do considerably better than they have thus far this season with the talent, especially, you know, uh, Jamal and uh, and the Joker. Those guys are just top-level talent, and I would expect them to come around. But you bring up a good point there, Jake, because those guys you mentioned really did help that team. And so, I don't know, we'll see if they get it straightened out or not. I, I would just sort of chalking that up, their mediocre record. What, what are they, six and seven? Yep. What are they? Yep. Uh, it, it, it's just that's not what I would have guessed for the Nuggets, even in the early part of this season. But I think that's part of the weirdness that we see going on. And, yeah, I mean, so the Nuggets aren't playing particularly well, but uh, any Jazz victory over uh, the Nuggets uh, most – Folks who watch the Jazz regularly will think that's uh, quite an achievement. And considering how badly they got beat on the boards in that game, it's uh, it, it, it's pretty surprising that they found a way to win it. I thought they, I thought they actually played really well against uh, against Denver with two big things, right, Gordon? And you bring up one of them getting smashed on the boards. But Denver is an offensive rebounding team. Let's remember back to the, the playoffs last year. I mean, that's something that they really uh, focus on is is crashing the boards. Um, but I but thought I, the Jazz were the best rebounding team in the NBA so far. What well, they were statistically, but in, the, yeah. in this particular game. I'm not excusing it, but, but yeah. you know, Denver does that well. But they got smashed on the boards. I'm with you. They also missed a ton of foul shots. But that one's not as bad because they've been horrible at getting to the line, Gordon. And they got to the line 28 times. I yeah. mean, that that actually is a positive there. Now, they've got to make a little bit more than, than 16. That's That's rough. But outside of those two things, Gordon, I thought they played really well. Uh, I thought, you know, Mike Conley continues to to really ball out. Jordan Clarkson is is amazing, 23, coming in off the bench to, to lead the team. George Niang, who struggled at the beginning of the season, uh, had a nice game coming in, playing 14 minutes and getting 11 points. Uh, Bogdanovich, whose shooting has been an issue, 5 of 9 from 3. I think he'll take that all the way around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they're, they're those two big things. Their turnovers were at 13, Gordon, which is lower than they've been. I know that's something that you watch outside of those two factors. And they are they are factors. But I thought they played pretty well. Well, it's it, – can I fall back on my, my – uh, the uh, structure that I've built for – and I know it's complicated, so try to follow along Making at shots. home now. They made shots. Yeah. They made shots. Shooting 51% better than that and 40% from three. And uh, Donovan Mitchell continues to be less than efficient – uh, but they were able to overcome that thanks to contributions like you mentioned. Jordan Clarkson, unbelievable off the bench, just playing terrific, terrific basketball. And uh, and, and the other guys that, that made up for, for Donovan's inefficiency. Uh, this is a thing. 0 for 7 from 3. I, uh, is anybody – does it concern anybody? Because in order for the Jazz to be – what what you know under the best scenario what they can be he has to play better than he is has uh, to okay well, i can come along with that um he didn't play the perfect game but i'm i'm more i guess i could say i'm more concerned about the surrounding cast coming together to be the best possible team than i am donovan mitchell going 0 for 7 from 3 on one particular night Right. I mean, but this is, a, is a, and it's relative inefficiency, but it's been going on for, for well, for the first, uh, for m- most of the games we've seen so far. Okay. But when in Donovan's career, and this, this is a, a sincere ask here, because maybe, maybe we haven't gotten to that point, but, but at what point does Donovan have to continue to do what he's done for us to just say, give him the benefit of the doubt? I mean, because how long into Carl's career could he have... Uh, could he struggle out of the gate? But you were like, okay, well, I still know I'm going to get 28 and 12, you know, because right. he's Carl Malone and, yeah. and that's what he does. Where where are we? I mean, because I've got to be to the point where he's pretty bona fide. I mean, he scored 20 points as a rookie. How long did we wait for Gordon Hayward to get to that point? 
four or right. five years into his career, you know, and and he's done nothing but get better since. And so I just I wonder at what point do we just say, uh, you know, it'll it'll come, he'll be fine. Well, he'll, he'll well, get to his twenty five a game or whatever, and and all will well, be well. Uh, that's a long way away, Jake. You think? Yeah, I think because the expectation for him is so high, and maybe that's uh, that's his own fault because he has demonstrated such ability. But in order for the Jazz to be a true contender, he has to be a star, and he has to play like a star, and he has to be consistent in that regard. Uh, talk any coach in the NBA, and they'll tell you the difference between a great player and a, and a good player is consistency. And Donovan needs to work on that. Now, he's smart, and he figures out, I mean, he had seven assists. So, I mean, he knows how to, uh, my shot's not falling, I'm over for 7 from the outside. He took it inside a little bit, had some nice moments there. But, again, I, I mean, he's a, he's, he's a terrific player. But the standard for him is so high now, Jake, that, uh, you know, he is the Jazz's star. And so he has to play like it in order for the Jazz to, to be able to compete against the best in the West. Okay, and and he's had some ups and downs and some, I guess, some performances like the other night where I, he should, certainly didn't shoot his best. But on the season, Gordon, 23.2 points, five assists, effective field goal percentage of 50, three-point percentage, 37.4%, and he's taking 8.8 threes per game, so it's, mm-hmm. it's not like he's not shooting any. Uh, he is taking 19.8 overall field goals, which is actually down a touch. Uh, from last year. So I, I hear you about efficiency, and I'm not disagreeing, but that's still pretty darn good. Right, but pretty good, darn good's not good enough. He has to be a star. He has to be a superstar, well, in my well, opinion. De- These that. other guys that you're talking about, yeah, it's nice to see them play the way they, they do, but they have to play like that, and then Donovan has to be a star, a star's star, too, in order for them to be at the top of the West or be able to compete against a team like the Lakers. I mean, uh, it's a steep standard. It's a steep standard. Well, what what is that. it? Can you quantify it a little bit better? Well, I, you know, I mean, he has to be consistently great. I know, but, uh, I mean, does he have to score 29 a game? Does he have uh, to shoot a certain percentage? Do the Jazz uh, have to have a certain record? I mean, I, I'm what's just it, what's for a little more clarity to, what, to it, where what, you're setting Well, the I, I don't think there's a number. It, it's just like, think about LeBron and think about the things. And I know that's a tough comparison. But some, some nights he'll, if he sees his team needs him to score uh, a bunch of points, he'll score a bunch of points. If he's going to set up his teammates, he can set them up and score less. But he's he's typically efficient. And what's Donovan's raw field goal shooting? Uh, let's see. I went away from it. Um, it's, let's it's, see. It, it's not where it should be. But there's uh, there's more to it than that. But he's at 41.9% yeah, overall field Yeah, that's not good goals. enough. That's not good enough. I don't think. So, so what would be? That's what I'm trying to, to get at. It would be 45, 50? 50 uh, well, overall 50 is un... Uh, uh, yeah, you can't do that. That's unrealistic. I, I get that. But uh, he, he just he has to, and uh, it's not. It sounds like I'm dogging Donovan. I'm not. Just saying that he has demonstrated what he is and his growth at a young age, and so the expectation for him is higher. So the standard against which he is measured is higher. And 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 again, I'm talking about not just for his own career. I'm talking about he is the man on the Jazz now. And they need him to play like that on a consistent basis, not every night. I mean, the Jazz won the game, and they'll take it, and they've won five straight, like you said. They'll take that, too. But in order to be the best, they have to have a star. At least this is the formula that has worked traditionally in the NBA. And and, and he's he's got a ways to go in order to fulfill that role, For in me, my opinion. But, but I'm not going to sit here and say, okay, Here's the checklist. He has to score 29 a night. He has to shoot 48%. He has to shoot 43% from three. And, you know, I mean, it, it, it depends. It depends. But he has talked about this from the very beginning after his rookie season. What did he stress? Ever since then, he has said, I want to be more, Jake? Efficient. Yes. 
So uh, he knows it. It's on his radar. And it, it, I'm not sure that he's completely there yet. Uh, well, I'm. you know, the numbers are what they are. If I were to criticize Donovan Mitchell, it would be, how about some be the defensive player they thought they drafted? I mean, why can't Donovan Mitchell spend some effective minutes on Jamal Murray? Because he didn't. That that's where I that's, that's where I would question. that's yeah. where I would look at Donovan and say you want you want you know what's separating you from Kawhi, it's not the scoring ability, it's Kawhi's ability to go take the other best player out of the game, and that's not fair. You know, unfair comparisons. You're talking about LeBron. That's not fair to Donovan because he doesn't have Kawhi's size. But I don't see any reason why he can't go out and have effective minutes against Jamal Murray, or Damian Lillard. And my my observation on the offensive end, real quick, Gordon is. He's not getting to the line nearly as much as he needs right. to Which in order to be that aggressive player. In fact, has he has he dunked it more than three times this season? Oh, his dunk against Denver, though, was sweet. It was. It was. That was, was the best pass of Rudy's career. But it was it's amazing. down. It was. It's down. Was he's that not, not perfect? That he's was not perfect. going to the line, though. Yeah, he's not. So that, that'll hurt your points scoring, too. All right. Stay tuned. We'll get to more Big Show next. Maddox at 3, 97.5 and 1280 of the zone. Utah's highest rated, most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. AWOL Nation going out to Mike on a total request Tuesday. What tunes do you throw in when you're outdoor recreating or skiing? Gordon's going with Buffett. I love it. <laughs> we'll get yours later, Jake. No, we will. That's fine. Another. Nothing, well, uh, a, I'm not. I'm not a one. Well, I'm not a one band man kind of. I like a lot of different artists when I'm outdoors, but uh, I'll take. I'll take me some Buffett. All right. Nothing. Uh, nothing says uh, shush in the slopes like the weather is here. Wish you were beautiful. <laughs> which is an amazing song uh all right, <laughs> all right gordon uh gordon the uh, the jazz have the pelicans tonight um i'm i'm really excited to see zion williamson and yeah. and the rest of this pelicans team which is their record isn't terrific uh but is is a, a, an interesting club well did you see uh, austin and i were talking about this before the start of the show but did you see that carmelo said he would like to work with zion to get him uh, straightened out <laughs> no i didn't see that but yeah. oh. <laughs> what, is, what does carl mean by straightened out i don't know i'm, I'm paraphrasing that I mean... zion grab that log we have a mountain to climb <laughs> do you think zion could pattern any kind of his game after carmelo I think his game needs to be more. He needs a a different shooting coach. Let me put it that way. If he could, if he like Giannis could extend their game out to the three point line and be effective out there, they'd be pretty. They'd be pretty unstoppable. Well, check me if I'm wrong on this, but doesn't Zion? Doesn't he face the basket a little more than Carl did? Probably handles the ball in, in a little more traditional way than than Carl did. Uh, I would yeah. say. But, um, you know, physically, the NBA for a long time, Gordon, has, has been about guys who, you know, physically are unique. Now, don't get me wrong, there's some skill that goes along with it with most players except Shaquille O'Neal. But let's face it, you know, <laughs> LeBron dominates like LeBron dominates because he shouldn't be that size and that athletic. Well, Zion really shouldn't be that size and that athletic. And if his body holds up like LeBron's did, which is a, a question, and he improves his game, you know, the sky's the limit because he's got that physical uniqueness. Yeah. And right now, you know, sometimes you people like to watch NBA games because – or even jazz fans like to watch the games because they want to see the other team. Right now I'm focused in on the jazz because it doesn't seem to matter who they play – uh, you can see increments of uh, advancement or retreat with this team. Uh, and obviously the opponent has something to do with that. But right now it's about the this evolution that this team is going through. 
And, uh, and and I find it fascinating. Like you talked about with the Denver situation. Like tonight against the Pelicans, is the bench going to outscore the Pelicans bench by a mile? It could. But, I mean, Gordon, they honestly, I get it, you know, there's glass half full, glass half empty. But they're a game out of first. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So they've played they, pretty they, well. I know. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> we're, we're agreeing. Okay. I'm just saying that that's what I'm looking for, the the improvement of this team as time goes by. And how good can they be? What is the ceiling? You know, and then you see a situation like Mioni coming in uh, in the absence of Joe Ingles and watching his sort of development. Uh, didn't have a great line against Denver, but you saw him out there trying to play some defense. And, I, you know, the funny thing about it is you and I talk a lot about defense and the Jazz's need for it, especially on the perimeter. But were you? do you think the Jazz deserve the credit for what happened with Jamal Murray, or do you think Jamal Murray deserved the blame? Well, we could get into that a little bit uh, in the uh, in the three o'clock hour, Gordon, because um, mm, it was probably a little bit of both. They switched up uh, tactics on him in the second half, and what they did was effective. But uh, let's let's get out of the zone, fun. We'll get to, uh, and we can even ask Mannix about that next as well. Uh, but joining us now, of course, our friend Andrew Reinhardt from Wasatch Medical Clinic, and uh, we're here to help our listeners, Andrew, with a with a big part of life and something a lot of guys struggle with. Yes, there's so many guys uh, struggling in the bedroom, frustrated a little bit, and we as a society have been treating erectile dysfunction uh, by really going after the symptoms. We're, we're not fixing anything, come to think of it, until now. Uh, 2011, the FDA registered a device to repair soft tissue and to open up blood vessels. Uh, I can't think of a better thing to use that than erectile dysfunction because it's a blood flow problem. That is what we're doing, and we've helped a lot of guys with our acoustic wave therapy get back to normal. I've seen 50-year-old guys get back to function like in their 30s. I've seen 70-year-old guys get back to function like in their 50s, and we've done it all over the country. This is a game changer if you're struggling with ED and maybe not seeing the results with the pills that you'd like. Now, Andrew, this is a relatively new treatment, I know, but it's been around long enough that there's some really interesting studies about its effectiveness, right? Yeah, there really are. Uh, three or four years ago, we were talking about this. We were saying, look, this is promising. Guys would call us. They'd say, where's the proof? We'd say, well, we don't really have any. Now, 40 clinical studies have been done. Uh, Cambridge University, they've released a study on this. I think this is the future. They all kind of uh, conclude the same thing. It's safe. It's effective. We can regrow blood vessels. Um, it reverses erectile dysfunction. So the science is definitely sound. 801-901-8000, number to call to get in and, uh, and see the doctor, right, Andrew, and a bunch of other stuff? Yeah, a ton of value here. If you're struggling with ED, call us now. We're going to do the exam, the assessment. Uh, you'll meet with our medical doctor. He'll do a blood flow ultrasound, all free. Um, we'll throw in a little gift that guys love. Maybe this is great for Valentine's Day, by the way. It produces instant results in the bedroom, and new patients even get free testosterone. So a ton of value here. Give us a call. It's all free. Well, yeah, Valentine's Day right around the corner. Got to gotta think about that. Good call. 801-901-8000, 801-901-8000, Wasatch Medical Clinic. Thank you, Andrew. Thanks, guys. 801-901-8000. Chris Mannix joins the show coming up next. Stay tuned. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.